This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So I am freshly back from about a two-week social media, I guess we could say social media diet. It was not a full detox because I was still online, but I wasn't scrolling. And that is where my personal struggles with social media tend to uh, rear their ugly heads. So you may have seen my last vlog in which I went out, spent some time in nature, spent some time writing. And every time I do that, I have like a great awakening about social media. And I want to talk with you about it, particularly from the perspective of somebody who works on social media. And I'm sure many, if not all of you listening and watching can relate. We really kind of have to be online a lot to sell our stuff and to make our money. But before we get into the things that have helped me maintain a better relationship with social media, I want to take a moment to celebrate you, to celebrate me, and to celebrate the Freelance Friday podcast, because this is our 200th episode. Now, if you look on your podcast player right now, you may see that it is not episode number 200 officially. And that's because I am a social media deleter. I admit it. I've deleted some episodes here and there, but this is my 200th time sitting down to record an episode, which is really exciting. I was trying to think of a way that I could invite you all into the celebration. I was like, what can I do for $200 or 200? I don't know. And I couldn't think of anything. So let's just drop a zero. And I want to give you 20% off any of my courses if you fill out our annual listener survey. So I'm gonna have that linked in the show notes. You fill that out and you will get a 20% off coupon good for any of my courses. So if there's been something you've been meaning to take, now's a great time. And if you don't want any of my courses and you're just a listener, I would still greatly appreciate if you fill that out. That survey is how I make editorial decisions and decide what types of episodes to post, what types of guests I should bring on, if any. And it would really mean a lot to me. It shouldn't take too long for you to fill that out. All right, so let's talk about the five things that I've done to maintain a healthier relationship with social media. I'm by no means perfect, but the first step is really acceptance and awareness of my social media usage. I think that social media, hmm, I don't wanna be too extreme here, but it is really weird that we're all just kind of walking around with these addictive devices in our pockets. And we're all like looking at the ground all the time, like staring at our phones. We're two, three, four screening sometimes. I think it's interesting, let's just say, that we all basically have this addiction and we're all just cool with it. Like we're all just totally fine with it. For me, just paying attention to how much time I was spending on my phone, how much time I was spending on certain apps, those things really gave me like a big wake up call when I saw those numbers and mine aren't even that bad, but um, <laughs> pay attention to your screen time, look at your device pickups. And then something else that I started monitoring was my health app. Now I'm not a big like workout person, but I do work out every day. I do move my body every day. I take really long walks. I try to get a certain number of steps in. I do classes like Pilates and 
I noticed that on the days where my screen time was highest, my steps were lower, you know, my flights of stairs were lower, like everything that actually matters to me in life, which is my health, decreased when those other numbers were higher. And I think it's it's not even that like social media was taking up all my time necessarily, but I think just seeing that effect of, you know, negative energy Uh, what that was doing to my mindset and my motivation and how I felt about myself and how I wanted to take care of myself or not take care of myself was really, really evident. So that's the first step for me. I think it's also when it comes to our businesses, it's accepting your strengths, what you really like to do, your interests, you know, who your ideal client is. These things all come into play as well. So if you are a social media manager and you are feeling really burned out from being on social media and scrolling and looking through hashtags and leaving comments, ask yourself, like, do I really need to be a full service done for you social media manager? Or maybe what I really like is creating the content and I can start doing more UGC content, done for you content. Maybe you like the design aspect and you wanna become a designer, or maybe you are a writer and you wanna do copywriting. These are all valid and these are all jobs. Like you do not have to do done for you, full service social media management if it is completely draining you or it's not what you're good at. And also, Like I said, take stock of who your ideal client is. One of the things that really brings up these feelings of inadequacy for me on social media is when I try to fit myself into boxes that I don't really belong in, or I do things that I don't really wanna do. I'm just doing them because I feel like I should be doing them. One of those things for me has been short form video. It just does not come naturally to me. It is not my favorite. I don't like watching it. I don't like consuming it. I hate it. I open TikTok and I get a headache. I'm not joking. It's not to say that only teenagers are on TikTok, right? But if I really sit down and think about some of my favorite clients or some of my ideal clients, they're not all Gen Z. In fact, most of them are not. I really love working with people like 40 plus. I love working with younger people too and people my age, but that demographic, I, I, you know, I, f- I have a lot more in common with them, to be honest, than an 18 year old. I mean, just do the numbers. <laughs> it, it just makes sense. And again, it's not to say that 40 and 50 year olds are not on TikTok, but I don't need to be forcing myself into these Gen Z trends and things like that if that is not the majority or the bulk of who I'm trying to serve. So do the same thing, you know, for you, it might be LinkedIn or Twitter that you feel terrible on whenever you get on because it's just so corporate. Maybe you are more comfortable on TikTok or Instagram, like go with what really makes sense for you and your strengths and also for your audience. And don't try to fit yourself into something just because you feel like you have to. Now, the next thing is boundaries. And the thing that I'll say about boundaries is whatever you set, whatever you sit here and write down or say is your boundary, the key is you have to actually stick to it, both with yourself and with your clients. So with clients, I recommend giving them some type of an onboarding document or an onboarding call or both. There is a template for the onboarding document in the social media management toolbox, but do some type of an onboarding document or conversation that will explain to them when you're responding to things and what the expectation should be there. Because this is another area that I find a lot of people get burnt out by is either having to be online 24 seven or having to respond to emails all the time or having these really like rushed feelings. And let me be honest, there is like not much in the world of 
social media or online business or any of this stuff that we do, that is a true emergency. Like somebody better be getting hacked. There better be a wild press release that just went out or, you know, some type of true emergency. It's not, oh, the owner decided to do a flash sale five minutes ago and she wants to start it right now. That's not an emergency. That can wait until tomorrow. We can do the flash sale tomorrow. So have those expectations about when you're going to be online, when you're going to respond to things. And for me, I'm not perfect about the whole email thing. I do still check my email quite a lot, but I try to set times for my responses. So if you've ever emailed me, you know, frequently, you probably know that you can expect a response from me either really early in the morning around lunchtime or around the end of the day, like 5 PM. I try not to be responding to things in the moment again, unless they are truly urgent, which very little of my work is truly urgent. So set those expectations. But I also think it's important that you set boundaries around your content and your personal social media usage as well. I've talked in the past about kind of how I organize my calendar. If you want to check out an episode all about that, I will link it somewhere. But I like to do a CEO day. Actually, right now I'm doing two CEO days. I'm feeling very spoiled this summer, Mondays and Fridays. I don't really have much, if anything, going on. So those are days for me to plan, to think. You have to have time to just sit and think if you are creative, you really, really do. Or to catch up on social media, to record content, like whatever I need to do that week, but I'm not trying to fit that in during Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, although I am recording this on a Wednesday today. For you, it might not be two days, it might not even be one day, but maybe at, you know an afternoon or a long lunch break or something like that where you can work on creating your content or whatever it is that you need to do that you don't feel like you can get to because you're always kind of on the go. I also think it's important to know your social media triggers or the things that bring up these feelings of inadequacy or just negativity around social media. Now, you may or may not know this about me, but I haven't had a drink in about five and a half years. And anyone who's ever known anyone, loved anyone, or been someone in active addiction may know this acronym. It is HALT. This acronym was basically um, meant to help those who are in recovery see when they were the most vulnerable to relapse. And I know that's really dark and really heavy, but like, again, I'm not trying to either minimize, you know, more serious addiction or panic people about social media, but I, I, I do think it is a real addiction. Like it's real and we all kind of have it and it's all sort of accepted. But anyway, the acronym is hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I do not get on social media if I am any of those things. I don't get on social media anymore, you know, first thing in the morning. I mean, I used to be the person who would wake up in bed and my phone would be like in my eyeballs. Like I wouldn't even be out of bed yet. If you struggle with that, put your phone in a different room. I mean, I don't even think I need to say what it was doing for me. I was seeing all the terrible things that were going on in the world or even all the good things that were going on that then brought up those feelings of inadequacy. So there was like no winning. It was either the world sucks and it's awful or everybody else is achieving all these things. Everyone else is amazing and I suck. Why should I even get out of bed today? So don't do that. Um, same thing for super late at night. For me, I find myself just getting in my feelings sometimes and also not when I'm stressed or when I'm feeling insecure. And sometimes when I say insecure, I think people think like, appearance wise. And obviously I have my days as everybody does, but that's not really something I struggle with. Whether people like it or not, I'm pretty happy with myself on most days. I mean, insecure about, I didn't work hard enough this week. I'm not deserving of my success. I didn't, you know, make this 
arbitrary revenue number this year, month, day, whatever. Then I get online, I see people who did, I see people pressuring me, I see people getting all these followers that I'm not getting, you know, whatever that might be. And that is where those feelings of inadequacy and insecurity come up. Sinead O'Connor, the artist, she went through something really terrible, I think it was late last year. And she kind of overshared on Twitter about it, I think. And she tweeted this thing that really just, oh, it hit me. She said, Twitter is for lonely people. I'm not picking on Twitter. I love Twitter. It's my favorite platform. I'm not picking on any of these platforms. I love all these platforms in their own way. But yeah, like that's why I went on Twitter at least. I would go on Twitter and I would just scroll because I was missing something in my life. And I think that social media brings so many good things to my life and I don't wanna minimize that. I have truly met so many amazing people. I have so many deep, real connections and friendships with people. Like I hate the term pocket friends. Like I don't have pocket friends. Either you're my friend or you're not my friend. I'm internet friend or real life friend. It doesn't matter to me. So I'm not trying to like say it's all bad. But I definitely was using Twitter in that way. I would be lonely. I would be feeling bad about myself. I would be homesick, whatever. And I'm like, whatever, let me get on Twitter. And then it would bring up all these other negative feelings. With that said, my third tip is to really curate your experience and have fun or try to. Another person who really encouraged, you know, I don't know him, he doesn't know me at least, this little diet for me is D'Angelo Wallace. If any of you watch his videos here on YouTube, he's a very uh, popular creator here. And he went dark for a while, like months. He stopped creating videos. And on his comeback video, he talked about Twitter. Again, again, I'm picking on my fave. And how it was like really messing with his mental health. And I related to so much of the video that he posted, not all of it, but this part about Twitter in particular, I really related to. No, dude, Twitter for me, was not it. Every time I would open it, I would get depressed. And so weirdly though, I sort of wanted that. I wanted something to just look at and justify feeling so bad all the time. You know what I mean? I felt bad. So I was like, let me just go look at how bad the world is and find a reason for why I feel so terrible. And if there's one thing Twitter's gonna do, it's give you a reason for why the world is kind of terrible. You don't get on Twitter to be like, I'm gonna feel rosy and happy today. At least that's not how I used to. Now, how I get on Twitter today is one, not all the time. I'm getting on Twitter and scrolling like once a week when I'm in a really good place, you know, maybe on a Saturday afternoon, I have no stress, no deadlines, nothing like that. And I am scrolling Twitter lists primarily, not only, but primarily because that feed, that feed of just everything, everybody you've ever followed, you know, which I don't know for me is probably 900 people or something like that, plus everything that they've liked and retweeted and whatever trends are going on, whatever hashtags, which are usually something terrible, some terrible world event. Like, I don't need to see all that. I wanna see what Joe Schmo is doing in his business today because that's who I choose to follow. I talk to this person, I like this person. I wanna see what little Debbie over here is creating because she's an artist that I really enjoy. Like, whatever. So create, create lists or unfollow people. You know, only follow people that you truly want to follow. Like I used to be very afraid of offending people and I still am, I'll be honest. That's like the people pleaser in me. There's still some people that I'm like, I feel like if I unfollow them, it's gonna send a certain message and I don't want that message. But 
you know, this is like your life. I mean, social media is life. It is not your whole life, but it is life. Like it's not fake life. I hate when people say social media is not real life. Like what is it then? Social media can have real life implications. You can ruin or create real life relationships on social media. You can make real money on social media. So how is it not real life? You know what I mean? Um, And at the end of the day, you need to have fun on social media. And this goes for you, whether you're using social media for business, for pleasure, whatever. Like we have to, at a certain point, say, I am done with the KPIs, okay? Yes, we need to like do what we need to do for our clients, but it is not all just a KPI. At the end of the day, social media is about human connection, or at least that's what it's supposed to be about. And if you are always operating out of this place of lack, you are always operating out of this stressed out, anxiety-induced place, your content is going to show that, whether it's for your client, whether it's for you. It is not gonna be fun, interesting content that anybody wants to watch or anyone wants to pay attention to. Like, think about it. Who wants to be friends with the person who's always just, the only thing they ever talk about is work and how stressful it is and KPIs and all this stuff. Like, you don't wanna hang out with that person. You wanna hang out with the person who's doing something different, who's having fun, who's funny, who's cracking jokes, who's like loving life, you know? And so, I don't have all the answers, but when it comes to my personal social media usage, I'm not posting those graphics of like social media trends 101. Like I'm just not interested in that. That's not the content I wanna see. And my best clients, my favorite clients of all time have often connected with me about something totally random. It's gonna be about some niche interest that you have or your type of humor or your specific delivery. I saw somebody tweet the other day, you need charisma to be on social media and I can be really dry. And I was like, well, I can be really dry too. Like I get comments all the time that my voice is boring, that I'm like, monotone that like whatever and there's an audience for everybody there are people who love that about me there are some people that I put to sleep and honestly if I put you to sleep and you you listen to the podcast before bed you're you're important too like I totally take that responsibility seriously as well anyway I'm I'm rambling here but the point is have fun like do things that you truly want to do don't just like only worry about you know, the data, the numbers, all that, because it shows through and social media is about being social. The last thing that I wanna say really is just like basically a blanket of all of these different points. Just make time to get offline. I really, I challenge you to do that. Like whether it's a weekend, whether it's a week, whatever you can swing. Because from a business perspective, I think it's really important to do that and see like, oh my gosh, my business did not crumble. My business did not fail by me being offline for a whole three days. Actually, everything's fine. And I also think the world is not Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, etc. I always think this, like I, I always think this from a political lens um, because I see things on Twitter that everybody will be up in arms about or really happy about or whatever. And it's like, that doesn't reflect the electorate. And I'm not trying to get political here, I'm just saying, when you go out and you talk to your community, like you'll often find they have no idea what you're talking about. Like I'll be like, oh my gosh, did you hear about this? Like like the Elon Musk Twitter thing, for example. Your average person like doesn't even know about that. The people in my neighborhood do not know what I'm talking about, you know? When I got offline for about two weeks, at least offline from scrolling, I realized I was waking up every morning without a feeling of existential dread that I had felt for, you know, 
years. And you know, it's hard. D'Angelo Wallace talks about this in his video as well. I definitely recommend you check it out if you enjoyed this episode. But um, there is a certain privilege to that, right? Like, I understand knowing about world news, current events is important. I understand that. But you also have to protect your peace. You know, we can't be walking around constantly just feeling like the sky is going to fall. Because honestly, if the sky does fall, wouldn't I rather like have had a good day that day than to be sitting around just being like, the sky's going to fall, the sky's going to fall, right? Again, I understand privilege, all this stuff. Like you should be aware, you should do things to help the world. I do, I do a lot of that, or I try to at least. But like you also need to protect your peace for real, especially if you work in social media management or you have an online business because you are just inundated with it all the time and it can be really hard to escape. So plan breaks, whether that's a day, a weekend, an hour, just make sure that you are getting offline, but not just getting offline and then sitting in your bedroom, getting offline and then getting into the world. I think it's important to talk to real people, you know, everyday people, people who you might not interface, people who you might not put into your Twitter list or your Instagram close friends list. Talk to just your everyday people. And it, it always leaves me feeling really enlightened and my perspective always really shifts. All right. That's it for this episode. I hope it was something, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I hope it was something. I hope it did something for you. Again, thank you for 200 episodes. This is so cool. Here's to 200 more. Maybe if you wanna still listen to me in a couple years, here's to 200 more episodes. If you don't mind filling out the listener survey, I'm gonna link it down below and in the show notes for you. I'll give you 20% off any of my courses. If you fill that out, it'll help me make better episodes for you because that's the goal here. That is the end goal here. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And always, I appreciate you and I'll see you in my next one. Bye. 